Guys, welcome to the final episode of Tinfall Hat for 2022. Uh, so excited you could join us. Hope you had a great Christmas. And uh, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, okay? I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what the hype was all about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And it's real simple, okay? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your, in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash timfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash timfoil to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show. Tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat's final episode of 2022. I hope you had a great holiday season uh, with your family. Okay, I hope you had a Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful new year. So uh, this show is very interesting. There's a little controversy with it, okay? Uh, not during the show, but what happened after the show. The guests we have on the show, uh, after recording this, went on to another show and called me some names uh, because I defended my friend. And you'll hear us discuss it during the show. Uh, I do find it interesting that, um, you know, defending friends is seen as some uh, bitch-ass move, which makes me laugh. Uh, says something about you and the amount of friends you have in your life. So we weren't going to put out the episode, and we were going to record another episode. But I'm going to be honest with you, a couple things happened. One, I really enjoyed the conversation, and I thought it was an important conversation. And I think it, it needs to be heard. And two, I'm on vacation, and I want to record another episode. I'm enjoying my time off. At the end of the year, I get two weeks off, and that's it. They're in the entire year. So I'm going to, we're going to put this out. Uh, and so I hope you enjoy this episode where we discuss um, uh, Twitter, intelligence portals, election fraud, 
and limited hangouts. Uh, please enjoy our show with uh, Johnny Woodard, Xavier Guerrero, and myself. Enjoy the show, and I want you to have a great new year. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. No. Mm. I mean, it's the last one of the year. Fuck. Fuck. It's last the last one, and I couldn't come through. He tried. Joining me as always, Xavier Guerrero or Xavier, and <laughs> on the ones and twos from a weird ass log cabin, Jay Nice, Johnny Wooder. Guys, guys, this is our last show of the year. Uh, we hope you had a great Christmas. We hope you had a great, uh, 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 and I hope you guys have a great New Year's coming up. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for making 2022. One of the best years ever. And uh, I I believe in my heart of hearts that 2023 is going to be even better. Uh, So real quick, we'll keep it fast because we got Dr. Shiva on. Dr. Shiva is fire in this episode. Uh, You know, we catch a little fire. It's like, you know, but hey, dog, you know, that's Shiva. He don't pull no punches. Um, but if you want to see me live, I got a lot of great shows coming up. Uh, if you go to samtribulelive.com, you can see me live. Uh, I'm uh, I'm at the Comedy Vault in Batavia. I'm at the uh, uh, G- G- January 12th through the 14th. Then the House of Comedy in Arizona, January 19th through the 20th. We've also just added the next Comedy Chaos is January 11th. So come get weird. And then the 26th. Uh, of January, we are in Long Beach, and then I still gotta get the dates. And then the twenty eighth, we're in, we're at the Well in Bakersfield. Uh, just go samtrue.com. All my, all of our premium content is on Rockfin or Patreon. T-shirts are at timfulhatt-shirts.com. Anything else, guys? Nope. Nah, just check out uh, Broken Sam. We did a great one this week. It's good. Check it out. All right, uh, man. Dr. Shiva, bring fire, and we talk about limited hangouts, and at the end, we get a little spiritual. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. All right, let's get into it. Our final guest of the year. We're very excited I'm back. We're going to get a lot of discussions about what he's working on, his his case, uh, his thoughts on elections and, and and tech and Elon Musk. Please welcome back Dr. Shiva. How are you, doctor? I'm, do- I'm doing good, Sam. Good to see you guys again. Well, we can't think of a better guest to close out a wonderful 2022. The show's crushed and you're going to be the perfect headliner of the year, my friend. So uh, for those who may not be familiar with your um, many appearances on the show and all the hard work you've been doing, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Sure. Um, so my name is Dr. Shivaya Dure. I'm an MIT PhD with a bunch of degrees from MIT, and I also created the first email system when I was a 14-year-old kid growing up in Newark, New Jersey. Um, and we'll talk about that and why not only the credit of that matter, Sam, but the credit of the fact that we were the ones to actually discover the backroom portal to Twitter two years ago when all the grifters now didn't do anything about it. And you guys were one of the few people who covered it from independent media. So it's very, very important to talk about why credit matters. 
and where does the origin of ideas and new discoveries come from? Um, but anyway, I have uh, four degrees from MIT. My PhD is in a field called systems biology, but I'm a systems guy. You know, I grew up in India when I was um, up until seven, came to the United States when I was seven years old. But as I've talked about, Sam, you know, I grew up in these two very interesting worlds while in my formative stages. You know, India has a caste system. And the caste system basically says it's a birth lottery, right? If you're born uh, as Ivanka Trump or Jared Kushner or Hunter Biden, then you get everything and the rest of the people get nothing. And the United States is, frankly, accelerating to become that. So I grew up in that caste system, you know, where we were considered low caste untouchables, wanting to understand politics as a four-year-old kid. But I also grew up in a world in India where my grandmother was a traditional healer in a small village, and she was the medical hero, healer who practiced a very, very ancient system of medicine. See here, I grew up in this very oppressive political system, but I also saw this woman who didn't know anything about medicine, didn't have, I'm not, she knew everything about medicine, but had no formal degrees, bottoms up be able to help people. So when I came to the United States when I was seven, I was very compelled by politics and also medicine. And I worked very, very hard because the promise of America was that, if you really look back, was a promise of decentralization. What really mattered was hardworking people, bottoms up, not whether you came top down, you know? And so by the time I was 14, I was working as a full-time research scholar at a medical school. And that's where I invented the first email system. And there's no controversy about it. In fact, there's not even a gray area. I took the old fashioned inner office mail system, the entire system, you know, inbox, outbox, folders, carbon paper, carbon copy. And I converted that as a 14 year old kid to the electronic version in 50,000 lines of code, named it email, a term no one ever used before, and had the wherewithal as a 16 year old kid a few years later without any help to file the first United States copyright, which was the only way to protect software inventions and to get the first copyright for email long before. Sam, as you know, before I came to the bastions of the military industrial academic complex known as MIT. So, and we'll talk about this in our conversation, what happens 33 years later when it did go into the Smithsonian and the vitriol and the reaction that took place and what that represents of why credit matters. And more importantly, right now, as you guys know, we're the ones who are in the trenches fighting. We were fighting the war here in Massachusetts where we exposed and I have some slides of remember people, we expose the Twitter partner support portal, not Stephen Miller, not the Intercept Fang. These guys are absolute plagiarists, not Elon Musk, not this guy Talibi. And then we exposed all the playbooks that we discovered. If you remember it in May of 2021, which showed step by step how the government would censor people. And then we, you know, developed that wonderful censorship network diagram, including the DHS, the FBI, Harvard, all of them. And what's amazing is the same way they try to conceal the invention of email is that you have Elon Musk, you have the New York Times, everyone not talking about our lawsuit. And therein is a real story. A friend of mine who's to run Business Insider, um, he said, Shiva, you know, the invention of email is fascinating. It's not even a gray area you invented it. The issue is why, why is there a controversy? And right now, why is there a concealment and censorship by the same conservative media grifters who are shocked, breaking news. And that's what the real story is, um, Sam. And we need to go into that because what we'll reveal is that whether you're on the left or the right, the establishment, you know, the liberals claim that, you know, they're for diversity, right? 
And they basically, when it comes to free speech, want to go back to the European and the United Kingdom model, which is they want restrictions on free speech. The right claims they are supporting free speech. But when, when you really look at it, they want that free speech to where they're the gateways, where Tucker Carlson could talk about free speech. But Fucker Carlson, as I call him, did not cover this when we gave him all the evidence. Seriously. Uh, Rob, I understand everything you're saying, and it's very interesting because you're totally right that the, the left 100% wants to control th- free speech. It's hilarious because they want you to live your life, your truth, in whatever lifestyle you want. They just don't want you to be able to talk any way you want, which is such an interesting paradigm, you know. And you're completely right about the right, and we, we discuss this all the time, you know, it's like the right doesn't want free speech because they believe, now I'm not saying that on the ground level, they don't. I'm talking about our politicians at the highest levels. They well, don't I'm talking want about, free speech. What's right, that? It's, it's the politicians and look, both wings of the, so if you look at the establishment and the not so obvious establishment as the bird, Right. The center of it is the trillionaires and the elites who control the head of the bird. The shoulders are the left and the establishment right, right? The Mitch McConnells and, you know, et cetera, on one shoulder, and then the Obamas and the Clintons on the other shoulder. But the wings, Sam, are what they need to flap every once in a while to make sure that the masses, everyday people, don't Mm. break from them and build an independent movement. So on the left, they have the Bernie Sanders and the Al Sharptons and those scumbags. And on the right, now they have Trump, who talked a good game. They have the fucker Carlsons. And I really hate this guy. And you'll see why. And all of you will begin to hate him. And now they have found their new god, Elon Musk. He's a false god. And when you really think about what Musk represents, he represents the center point of the digital, you know, censorship and surveillance state. If you're in your, if you're on Twitter, if you're in your Tesla, or you're on your boat, or you're on your plane using Starlink satellite systems, you're in the center point of Musk's world who is wholly aligned with the government. And this is where- Number one defense contract. You're totally right. When I talk about the right that, you know, the Twitter people, the YouTube people, they push back. So you can be conservative and want free speech. I'm talking about these rhinos that we know are out there that are are presenting themselves as uh, representatives of the right. When in reality, they're just globalist WEF, uh, young leaders of tomorrow, uh, sellout scumbags. And it's it's so blatantly obvious. And people like you are exposing that left and right. And I think people are starting to wake up to this. And I or at least I hope they are that, you know, nobody's come to save us. We have to save ourselves. And it is it's completely crazy what's going on with the left and how this Twitter story, and I know you were the first one to break it, it should be so much bigger. People should be really upset about the government and I think violating that's, that's, our... And I, Sam, I think that's where we'll find... So you have the obvious rhino establishment. What I'm talking about is a not-so-obvious establishment. And this is why movements don't occur or why change doesn't occur, because when independent people come bottoms up, this not so obvious establishment, which we've talked about, be it Robert Kennedy, okay, be it the Tucker Carlson's, be it even the Elon Musk, as we're seeing. And this is where the wisdom needs to come in. Because otherwise, basically, I've, you know, 
basically, quote unquote, conservatives are like sheeple now bowing down to this false God. Thank you so much for putting me back on Twitter. Thank you so much. Well, you got to really understand the mechanics here of what's really going on, whether it's Elon Musk, whether it's AOC, whether it's Elizabeth Warren, they all support carbon tax. And we should go to the heart of this is what's really going on. So that's what I'd like to do, Sam, and really talk about the themes of why credit matters. And whenever you try to say, hey, wait a minute, we're the ones who discovered that before. Why aren't you not referring to that historic lawsuit? Oh, do you just want credit? Yeah, credit does matter. And I want to talk about why credit matters, Sam. I so if, it, credit does matter. and It, it matters really big time. Matter. Yeah. So if you it's look like at intention really does matter and people don't want to get into it, but intention and credit really do matter. It's very important. And if you kind of get into, and this isn't necessarily on this topic, but fits along the lines of our hidden history and how we're lied to about our history and like who was here first, what was really going on, they deserve their credit. And everything is being done to lower our morale, lower our energy, our, our what they call louche, raise our anxieties, and uh, put us in an unhealthy state so we're controllable. Yes, yeah, Sam, you hit it on the head. So, so I want to just talk about, as an immigrant, why my parents came to America and really started there. If you look at the notion of America, what made this grand experiment very different than Europe and the United Kingdom was this very interesting concept that you recognize the spirit of the individual to have a direct connection with whoever they thought their creator was, the freedom of religion, one of the precepts of the First Amendment. And based on that connection, they would stand up on their own two feet, bottoms up, decentralize, localize, and innovate, create, and make their world, okay? So let's just go back to the very fundamental principle what America represented. Now, that experiment has never existed on anywhere else on the planet. All right, so that's the foundation. All of us here understand that. If you look at your grandparents, where you came from, that's why people came here, because it was this was this understanding. It wasn't top-down, and there wasn't going to be gatekeepers. It was really about meritocracy, bottoms up. One of the key things that came out of that struggle was something called the First Amendment. And the First Amendment materialized that concept, which said, I could speak whatever I wanted, anytime, whatever religion, whatever... Whether, whatever I wanted to, my ideas, because the First Amendment created this area called the marketplace of ideas. And the, the best man or the best woman would win through the First Amendment. Profound. And that concept of the First Amendment led to something very interesting. America became, you know, the biggest, essentially, GDP on the planet. Give you an idea. MIT produced 33,000 new companies which add $2 trillion to the GDP. Where did that came from? Because you said, hey, you could be an entrepreneur. You could go invent stuff, all right? Things like that. And not only MIT and many other things, but it was a direct line. You could go right between the First Amendment through innovation, through wealth. California so, is the fourth largest economy in the world. We just surpassed Germany. Yeah, because it, it comes from the innovation model, right? Because you allow people to innovate and have, you know, that's that's where it all came from. Now, when over the last 50 years, those in power on the left and the right, the right talks about the First Amendment. But when you look in action, as we'll talk about their Twitter files, they actually concealed in censorship. They did censorship on the, the actual origin of what we discovered in 2020. 
But let me talk about the invention of email, getting back to that, right? The invention of email took place in that environment of bottoms up. Where was email invented? Was it invented at MIT? Was it invented in the military? Was it invented in the corporations? No, it was invented in Newark, New Jersey, where nothing is supposed to come out of. It was invented by a dark-skinned 14-year-old Indian American, right? But it occurred in an environment of a loving family, some infrastructure I was given, and a mentor. And by the way, that's where all great innovations came from, bottoms up. TV was invented by a 14-year-old boy, Philo Farnsworth. And you go look at this over and over again, you find out that the greatest innovations come bottoms up from the edges. So, so the invention of email represents that, all right? Second thing is, the truth of it is, I wrote all the code, named it email, and have the first US copyright. It's actually a copyright notice, okay? Documenting that. Now, I didn't talk about it, Sam, for nearly 32 years, except in 19, 2011, when my mom was dying in a suitcase, she had saved all this material. The editor of Time Magazine, the only journalist, looked at it, and he said, by God, this kid invented email. And no one said about it, anything about it then. But the day it went into the Smithsonian, Sam, which documented this fully, you had the liberal elites. Did we lose you guys? No, no, we good. Yeah, the liberal We're elites. We're just listening, are, believe it or not. The liberal <laughs> elites are the ones who came out and were so horrified. How dare I try to take credit for the invention of email? It was done by the military, by this bearded guy who looked like a nerd because they had created this fiction. And all he did was write 15 minutes of code to add text to the bottom of a file. At best, it was Reddit. But when you lay down the facts, it's not even gray. But the vitriol from Gawker Media, if you remember them, calling me an asshole, a dick, a fraud, and a whole bunch of other people, curry-stained Indians should be beaten and hanged. And during that time, Sam, no, no one stood up except one guy. Okay, Chomsky came and he said, hey, it's obvious that a 14-year-old kid invented email. Why was there so much vitriol? And why does credit matter? Because the actual origin of the invention of email is not MIT, is not the military, is not the industrial complex. It actually come, precedes that from a small medical college. And this blows the minds of the elites because they have to conceal this fact there's a lot of fucking smart people on the planet. And that is the American spirit. And they never, these same people never wanted the First Amendment. And they're never there at the right time to defend things. You see what I'm saying? They, they have no skin in the game. So the invention of email was my first experience on a personal level seeing this and having to defend it and fight for it when I should not have had to fight for it. Now you go back through my journey, Sam, through going through MIT, getting degrees, you know, being a world-renowned scientist, winning every freaking award. You go to MIT and you'll see I was on the front page many, many times for inventing many things. And that was fine with the liberal elites because I was in their bastion. You see, oh, they could embrace me. Oh, this is being done by us. That was okay. They get the credit. And it says, oh, MIT is a place that created this guy. But the invention of email says, uh-uh. This, this was created, email was created before, and you're not the only ones who are the, 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 the milieu for innovation. All right? So that's that journey. There is no difference between that and with Elon Musk, with all these scumbags, purposely concealing the discovery of what we did and what you guys covered, one of the few people. Bottoms up, guys, in 2020. Well, watch, real quick, if you watch, Dr. Shiva, there's many videos that break down, and we've talked about this on the show before, break down the history of Elon Musk. But part of his history is that he takes credit for things he didn't do. And 
like one is inventing Tesla that was invented by two other people. And he came in, bought it and then rewrote the history to make it look like he's the innovator. And PayPal was like that as well. And yep. so he never invented those things. And the story of Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and we can go really far back to even my humble opinion, the, the beginning of the Rothschild empire is all Paul Bunyan BS lies to make these guys seem like Lex Luthor type, you know, super uh, villains or, or I superheroes. I think you nailed it. And, and, the, and the reason, Sam, that's done is if you go at a very deeply spiritual level, and this is what America ultimately represented, it was supposed to be your connection with your creator, no one in the way, and then you express that divinity through your creation, starting a business, innovating, et cetera. That was the foundation of America. And again, that has not existed anywhere else. So over the last, I would say since the 1970s, it has been precisely what you said to create these false heroes and to purposefully suppress where credit should go. And so when you look at, now go back to 2020, you guys know this, okay? You go back and look at those videos. I mean, we ran a powerful campaign in Massachusetts, outsiders, bottoms up. And everyone should understand this. And everyone needs to tweet on this and expose this. It was our movement in Massachusetts. And who was our movement? I mean, we had everyday working people, plumbers, electricians. This wasn't top down. 3,000 people on the ground all across Massachusetts, 25,000 lawn signs, 10,000 bumper stickers, $2 million we raised in a primary campaign. And the Republicans, so-called grifter Republicans and the Rhino Republicans found a fool to run against us who no one knew. And on September 1st, 2020, it was on election day, primary election day, the word on the street was Dr. Shiva won by a landslide. There's there's nothing on there. And we found out we win in the only hand counted paper ballot county called Franklin County by 10 points. And in every other county it was 60, 40, 60, 40. And you guys covered this. We went over this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and wow. by the way, Fucker Carlson didn't cover this. Donald Trump knew about this. And we were the experiment that was first done in September of 2020. And I want to talk about those conservative grifters. We know that the we've already attacked the liberals. We're not liberals, elites, we don't. But I want to talk about the not so obvious establishment of these conservative grifters who actually Can I jump violated in real us. quick. Yeah. This is what I want to say. What you're talking about sounds exactly like what the Democrats did in the California governor's race, mm -hmm. where not, I would do shows and ask, leading up like the week, two weeks before the election, what is the name of the governor that the uh, Republican governor nominee? No one could name him. No, now he ends up losing, but I think this is done on purpose, man, that they just, these are the guys they want. And they throw people in to throw the game. Nobody knew who this dude was. And these yeah. Pelosi's and these Browns and these guys have been running California for years, man. They, they The Republican Party in in, in California threw the fight right, for because Gavin Newsom. The reason they do that, Sam, is they have an arrangement. And if you notice in many of these states, the Republicans will lose the state like the legislature and all that, and then they win the federal election, an inverse. And the reason they do that is one party backroom deal, okay, you get to control the money flow at the federal level, we get to control it at the state level. And you'll see this, it's a repeated pattern, and it doesn't make sense. 
But in Massachusetts, it's like we won that freaking election. And when we found out these results in every other county was uh, machine counted votes, we lose 60-40, 60-40. How can you win over here in a all-white working-class county, which people saw me as one of their own, and lose everywhere else? And I never believed election fraud took place. And again, no one else was there to help us. We had to do it with our own time while I'm running my businesses, while I'm doing everything else. Trump raised a half a billion dollars off of our work later on. We'll talk about that. And I've met with Trump since we spoke twice. Okay. But we, I had to put my hat on working until two in the morning, three in the morning, like when I was writing email and discovered that when a ballot goes into this machines, a photograph is taken called a ballot image. And that ballot image is analyzed by the AI to determine the votes. So by law, that ballot image is the ballot and should be preserved for 22 months by a law that was passed by a Democrat majority 50 years ago, which encouraged audits called 52 USC 20701. All right. These are the facts. So we go very naively to the secretary of state's office with a camera. We issue our FOIA on September 9th, 2020, and we say we want the ballot images. In a series of email interactions ending uh, uh, through the Secretary of State, she says, we don't have to give you the ballot images because we basically didn't save them. We don't have to. I said that the images are always created. She actually had the button to delete them. I said, you deleted the ballot images, a violation of federal law. Those four email interactions I put up on Twitter. I said the Secretary of State's office deleted one million ballots hyphen ballot images. All right sharing the facts, never been thrown off Twitter, and bang, I'm thrown off Twitter on September 26th. We find out by one of those fact-checking organizations that they were attacking us. Oh, ballots weren't deleted. Never use the word ballots, ballot images. I use the word ballots dash ballot image. They conflated both. And they, in that article, if you remember, Sam said, oh, the secret." we talked to the Secretary of State's office, which is the government, the government, and they said they had contacted Twitter. Boom. Violate the grossest form of violation of the First Amendment. The First Amendment clearly says the highest form of protection is government. You can criticize the government. They cannot use private parties to silence you. This is like the foundations. So boom, we had this lawsuit. No scumbag lawyer in Massachusetts wanted to take it. I had to learn the law. And in federal court, not state court, the highest court in the land here, had to go to federal court and had to take my case, had to learn how to fight the law, fight, learn case law, and had to present it against three Harvard-trained lawyers in federal court. And we go into court. I'm going to share with you guys some stuff here. We go, So everyone get it, right? We The government told mm -hmm. a newspaper, we call Twitter. And a series, so here I am with the judge cross-examining the social media director in the government. And she reveals to us that they have a portal. They're a partner of the government. Okay. And, and the judge says, why did you take him down? Oh, he was saying stuff we didn't like, which is what you're supposed to be able to do against the government. Yeah, that is a no. violation of the First Amendment. People don't realize it is the government censoring your speech. Right. That is what it is. The government... So Law enforcement censoring your speech. Some of you guys think what uh, right to uh, expression or is, is to say it is not, but so, it right. is the government if, coming in and so, censoring your speech. So, so, so a, by, by the, the way, Twitter as a private company 
has a First Amendment right. You right now, you can have 50 people on. This is your channel, Sam Tripoli's channel. You can Hell throw yeah. off anyone you want. You have a First Amendment right. You don't, if you throw someone off, they can say, oh, yeah, Sam violated me. No, you have every right. Okay. So Twitter has a first, in fact, the government has a First Amendment right. However, the government cannot use a private party at, when I'm criticizing them to silence speech. Yeah. That is very different than Twitter doing content moderation. All these fuckers on Twitter files are purposefully making a big deal, but all of it, frankly, is about Twitter's content moderation. And they're conflating that and they're hiding our lawsuit, which I want to go you because it shows there's a backroom portal. And let me tell you why they want to do this. You'll see the economic reason very shortly because Twitter and a publishing company of two different economic models. If a New York Times made $5 billion in revenue by the Silicon Valley Wall Street models, they get a 2x multiple as valuation. So again, listen to this. If a New York Times made $5 billion in annual revenue, they're valued at around $10 billion. If a Twitter does $5 billion in revenue, do you know what they're valued at? $50 billion. Ten times. Why? Mm -hmm. Because a publisher... If you write an article on, if you're an author and you write an article on, and you post an article in New York Times, and New York Times says something like Sam kicks his dog and he doesn't, defamatory, you can sue the New York Times. However, if someone posts on their own Twitter feed, Sam kicks his dog, you can't sue Twitter. And that's because of Section 230 immunity. They're an interactive service. And the, and the Silicon Valley guys and the government decided we're going to give platforms a higher valuation. So... In order to keep that Section 230 immunity, these portal heads make deals with the government. You know what, uh, Elon and uh, Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, you got to give us a portal once in a while. Ooh, okay. Or they pay off their politicians. So Silicon Valley maintains that 10x multiple on revenue because they're a platform. And this is at the heart of it. And Musk is not talking about this. Neither is Talibi. They're talking about, oh, my God, we found the FBI. If you notice what they're doing, but they purposely conceal our lawsuit. Let me go to our lawsuit. So we get thrown off Twitter. And why did I get thrown off Twitter? By the way, Twitter on their own could have called the secretary of state and said, hey, this guy's posting this stuff saying that ballot images. Is that right? And, and, they, and, and the secretary of state said, yeah, that's wrong. Twitter has that right. But that's not what occurred here. And that's what they're conflating. Twitter has that right. It's called content moderation. All right, hold on real quick. We got to do a quick word from our boy, James McMahon, and Copy My Crypto. Let me tell you about Copy My Crypto. A lot of people are making ridiculous money from crypto. But did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply do what he does. So let me tell you about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 into each one, it would have gone on to be worth more than $123,000. Of the 26 coins he picked, the top pick of the year, one called Phantom, went up 692 times. That one call has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify 
verify it yourself. So if you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. That's TFH. You will not only find proof of everything he said, but my listeners gain full access for just $1. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit his site now. So what you're going through right now is very much what Carrie Lake is is arguing in court uh, today as we record is that the image on the ballot was of the size it's supposed to be, but the ballot itself was large so that the computer would reject it. So that's what, what so we're talking ballot images is, is everything when it comes to these right. and, uh, electronic machines. And, and as you know, I did all the ballot image analysis for uh, Arizona, and we also did the signature verification analysis. And we'll come back to that. But Sam, what I want people to understand is Twitter has a right to content moderation. They can call yes. the government even, yes. okay? But this is very different. It's not like Hunter Biden criticized the FBI, right? Or some, and they threw him off. So here is the highest violation of free speech. We critique yeah. the government. Government contacted through this backend portal. So I'm gonna walk you through, so everyone, I'm gonna walk you through the courtroom testimony, which was by the way, shared with Glenn Greenwald, shared with the ACLU, shared with fucker Carlson and all these people, people are thought to believe are the false gods that are going to save them. So let me go through here. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Okay. So this is our lawsuit. So for people okay. listening, this is basically the lawsuit. Here is the legal documents that Shiva is show Dr. Shiva is showing us. And this is the front page of his, his documents. This so is our first lawsuit. When we first went in, when I was thrown off Twitter and we found out the government did it and we didn't know the portal existed then. And remember, I'm representing myself. We did all the hard work. And where was the intercept then? Where was Elon Musk? Where was Tucker Carlson? Where was Glenn Greenwald? And they were notified about this. And I'll show you all the emails. This is two fucking years ago. And you should, everyone should, so let me go through this, okay? So this is after I'm thrown off. So the attorney general one of the asks the social media director, and what action did you take to report the tweet? This is a tweet where I'm criticizing the government, saying that they de destroyed the ballot images. Get it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They say, I logged into the election division Twitter account and accessed the web form and reported the tweet to Twitter. The attorney general says, and when you say you reported the tweet to Twitter, for those of us who haven't seen that web form and don't know what it looks like, could you describe for us what sort of information you had to enter in order to effectuate that report? I had to provide my name, email address, and brief description of the reason that I was reporting it and a link to the tweet itself. Okay? Damn. Then the, the court says, this is a judge. You said you used the Department of Elections Twitter account. The reason the judge is asking this is to wow. verify it was a government account. She wasn't doing it using her Twitter account because she has First Amendment rights. Is that right? And, and the social media director says, yes. And the court, the judge, by the way, this is a 72-year-old judge who actually believes in the First Amendment. He goes, I may not be using the right term, how somebody knows. Would somebody know that the communications came from the Secretary of State's division's election by reading the tweet? Government. 
by reading the yes, something that came from the account. Yes. So he's verifying, yes, you, the government, sent this to Twitter. Very different than us, Twitter, calling the FBI for their, they have a right to do that. Court, how would you know that? Well, it identified it as from the Massachusetts Elections Division. And we have also been onboarded by Twitter to be considered a Twitter partner for reporting this type of information. The judge says, what's a Twitter partner? It's Twitter has our contact information and is aware of our accounts as an election office so that if we report anything through that portal, then they take a look at it quickly. Wow. Okay, VIP. Again, where was fucker Carlson? Where was Glenn Greenwald? Where was the intercept? I'm telling you, this is an important question. Why did you wait two and a half years later when we were in the fucking trenches fighting? Don't give these guys credit anymore. So They're why fuckers. do you think that is? Why, why do They're, you think they did I'll get to that. They're part of the intelligence network and you'll see this. Damn. Okay. And you're going to see it fully exposed. You're talking about some guy who was a victim and doing the work bottoms up. And now these guys are talking all this bullshit, bullshitters. Now, it gets even more interesting. And and he goes, and you mentioned a few moments ago in response to a question from the judge, this is the attorney general, that the elections division is a Twitter partner. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And when you say that, what does that mean? Again, we want to verify this, the portal, the Twitter port partner support portal, which, by the way, Stephen Miller, another scumbag, is saying, I discovered it. And Trump's saying, yes, we got to take it down. Trump's the one who fucking created this shit. And I'll show you all that. My understanding is that we are able to select certain reasons for reporting a tweet that may not be available to everyone that they will, that the people who review the tweets at Twitter when complaints are made will try to act on it quickly. This means this is not available to us peasants. Government has a higher access to Twitter than you or I, okay? Then the judge says, all right, and was it disturbing? Now he's asking her, were you upset that he was criticizing you? And was it disturbing to you that he attributed statements to you that you had made? Yes. Okay. Why is that? I take my job as an election administrator and attorney seriously. And for someone to suggest that we knowingly violated a federal law, which is what I said because she deleted the ballot images, mm -hmm. relating to elections, not something I take lightly. I have the right to critique her. Remember, I'm running still for U.S. Senate. I'm in the middle my of my favorite election. thing is, is she's like, he thinks I would violate federal law. As she's openly admitting she's violating federal law, which right. is your First Amendment right. That's right. So, and that is why you reported the particular tweet and not other tweets. We only had reported this tweet at the time. It was the only one we were aware of. Then the court says, and when you communicated with Ms. Cohen, and this is what something that should have been brought out, not only should she communicate this to the government, Sam, there is a woman called Amy Cohen, who is the nonprofit who controls all state election directors. And they also hit me. So I was not only hit by Massachusetts, I was hit by all 50 government officials, okay, represented by Cohen. The executive director of the National Association, was it your hope that the National Association would also report the matter? Yes, she's a National Association of State Election Directors, is also a Twitter partner. They also have the backroom portal, and they often coordinate communication between the social media companies and state election directors. And was it your hope that the report from the National Association, well as from your office, would increase the likelihood that Twitter would either delete the tweet or label it? I think the goal was generated to ensure that the misinformation wasn't being spread. And so whatever wow. actions that we could take to make sure that that tweet was labeled as inaccurate or taken down, we were willing to pursue. Where the fuck was Tucker Carlson? 
Where was Matt Taibbi? Where were these guys? Two and a half years ago when they could have given their megaphones. You guys did, right? Gateway Pundit did, not these guys. We should take credit for what you did, Sam, and what we did. Not these fuckers. Don't give them credit, please, for God's sake, because it comes down to this issue. Court says, but did you think you had filed a report? Did you want to do everything possible to try to assure that Twitter would take it seriously and either remove the tweet or rably inaccurate? Yes. The court. And were you pleased when they deleted the tweet? I believe I saw it. It had been removed. I was, yes, I was relieved. Wow. Okay. And this was done to a U.S. Senate candidate. And I'm going to show you, we sent all the emails to Tucker. And the fucker didn't do anything. Because he's a fucking slave. He's a prostitute. <laughs> that, that use of that word relieved, stopped. too, is interesting to me. Yeah, relieved. Look, I was relieved. relieved. They used the portal against a U.S. Senate candidate in the middle of my campaign. And you got to know, I had 300,000 followers, Sam. It, 36 days left in the campaign. Never been turned out, shut off Twitter. What does do that do to me? Do you think you were the first one that they did yep. something like we this? We were too? the first ones. We were the first ones they were attacking, the first ones to expose it. It gets more interesting. Now, well, I just want to say something about Tucker. And I see this a lot in, in podcasting as well. And it's something I call safe dangerous. And that is that people who are establishment or well-connected in their industries will will do something called safe dangerous, which is they talk about dangerous topics that are considered safe to talk about, right? You know, like they'll go after Epstein after everybody already agrees. Epstein's exactly. It's called guy. a limited hangout. You, have you ever heard the term limited hangout? Yes, Sam? yes, yes. Mm. It's a limited hangout. It's a CIA term. So, so Tucker Carlson, who... You know, Johnny and I have had discussions about him. Uh, I, I I thought he had something to do with was it George Webb was his name that outed the CIA. Johnny is that George Webb that outed the CIA for drug running and supposedly that Tucker was a big part of the people who basically ran him out of the media. I could be wrong, and that's allegedly, but I was told that. A long time ago, and who knows what these men? Well, you, you have to know Tucker and Hunter Biden are butt buddies. Okay, he he <laughs> he he goes to his birthday parties. He also is the one who had Tucker write his recommendation letter for his son. And if you go look at October of 2020, at this time he was saying, "Let's go light on Tucker." You got to understand these people are their own swarm, and people have got to stop becoming star fuckers. So anyone, oh my Elon and Bobby and these guys don't give a fuck about you. I've been in Hollywood, Sam, and you know when people come get a, oh my God, can I have your autograph? And they leave, they go, that guy's a star fucker. They don't fucking like you. Let's go back to this. The court says, then you can't, if you're suspended. So then the the judge asked me, so then he says, then if you're suspended, is it your position that you're not permitted to send any tweet? I said, and, and I said, any tweets at all. And so the court says, so you couldn't tweet. I'm really disappointed. The Patriots lost last weekend. And I said, anything. And there was only th- and there was only 39 days when this occurred left in the election. I use Twitter as my main medium and I have a quarter of a million followers. My prospective voters are on it. People from Massachusetts watch my tweets. So this has been very hampering. OK, and it and I've been tweeting for 10 years. I built my audience this way. I'm a U.S. Senate fucking candidate, guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But are you are you today suspended? I go, yes. OK, so you are. Is there a reason? So now the judge goes to the government. And, and he says, why didn't you exercise your First Amendment rights? He goes, is there a reason that you didn't? So the elections off, office has a Twitter account, right? Correct. 
And did you tweet out that Dr. Shiva is wrong? Like if they didn't like my shit, why didn't they argue with me on Twitter? Mm -hmm. The secretary of state is in compliance with federal law. We maintain all the paper ballots. Why didn't you just say, hey, everything's fine. We do the right things. The witness says, we did not tweet that. No, the court says, why not? I don't know. Hadn't occurred to us. Hmm. We did respond to multiple uh -huh. emails. So they didn't, they used their force of their law to use that portal, the partner support portal to disengage us. And it's the judge Gary adds, Webb. Gary Webb is the guy. Larry yeah. Webb? Okay. Gary Webb is the guy that Tucker Carlson ran a smear campaign uh, against because Tucker Carlson's father, I believe, was CIA and he lived a, a, or he everybody on his neighborhood growing up was CIA. He talked about it with Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. And that's another we'll talk about. That. Anyway, they have an inventory of people aligned to mislead people back to them. It's an inventory that they have. If it's Trump, then Tulsi, then Elon, down the line, okay? So the court says, but there are certain governments when when, when you're in the area of Blum, and I had to argue this very famous case, it's about when state action is involved. And I proved to the judges with state action. In effect, speech can become action. And this really goes to it. And we're in a new world. I'm sitting under the portrait of Louis Brandeis. The seminal views of Holmes and Brandeis were the bedrock principle of the First Amendment, at least used to be. The answer to bad speech is better speech, not to going shut down a candidate. And I then agree. he ends, and the judge says, the testimony I've heard is candid, credible, was also helpful to amplify the affidavits. And boom, the judge gives us a major victory. He shuts down the Secretary of State, shuts them down and says, you will fucking stop talking to Twitter. All of this was shared with mainstream media. This is a most historic case, probably of the last 200 years, guys. I agree. All right. So now let me share with you the facts of when we shared this. So this was in October 2020. If you remember the Sam 30th, we get put back on Twitter after the election. And between <laughs> the election and February 1st, I keep tweeting again. And then on February 1st, I once again tweet those four emails exposing the government. And this time I'm deplatformed for good. So what they had done was the first time I was put on a blacklist, the algorithm was set. Every time I shared those emails exposing the Secretary of State, I would be deplatformed. I go back into court again by myself. This time the judge asked Twitter to come in. The only fucking federal lawsuit where Twitter's called in. Elon must have known about this when he bought Twitter. Bullshit. They all knew about this. So Wilmer and Hale, the leading law firm in the world, three lawyers from there, three lawyers from the Secretary of State, one lawyer from National Association of State Elect, and me. Bottoms up. Where the fuck were these guys? Well, we're fighting the war. Remember Gladiator, when Russell Crowe's fighting that fucking war and the war ends? And then uh, the, the son, oh, where's the war? Am I, I'm here. And the father says, where's the battle? He goes, the war's ended. You know, the war's over. That's what this bullshit is, Twitter files. There was a war taking place here. And let me now show you the anger that I have that you will realize. So between October, that period, to this day, we kept letting Tucker know. And Glenn Greenwald, the little dweeb who acts like he's a big investigative reporter. But you have to look at these people's actions. And we'll unravel to your question, Xavi. Uh, and Johnny, why they didn't do this. And therein lies the biggest truth for all of us to learn. So let me go to this now. And what you see in this picture is you notice Twitter is at the foot of this. Elon Musk is at the at the heel of this. He's not here. 
This is run by they laundered censorship. And what we discovered in May when when we went back into court was this infrastructure. And this is what that guy Fang at the intercept and we and I, by the way, I wrote to the Pulitzer Prize Committee. He's stealing our shit, plagiarizing it, and saying, "Oh my God, we found out DHS leaks." Do you remember this? Yeah. Okay. This is a PhD project. We have every what we discovered was that between October when I when I, when they deplatformed me, we discovered, if you remember, these very very important playbooks. Let me go into this. And if you remember this, we discovered these documents. Sorry about this. You guys can clean it up. Is this live, Sam? No. Okay. If you go to this, we discovered, let me go to this. This is our lawsuit, which has been up there since, you know, before July. Okay. That's when we last updated it. We discovered these playbooks. Remember these? These are documents that in detail document how you will censor a U.S. citizen, how you will deplatform them. I can go through them if you want me to. Okay. But whatever you want to do. So for those who listen at home, there's basically, I don't know how you describe the graphic. It's basically a tree of corruptions with many different branches that starts out with two women at the top. And then it starts branching out and making and showing all the connections between everybody involved. Yeah. So, so let me, let called? me just, let me just go through that. So the most important thing is we discovered and we put together, this was paint and every line. So we discovered when I reported on the secretary of state right here. Okay. In fact, I could bring up the actual diagram if you want. Now, let me actually go back to this. I actually it's have a, a diagram, version. right? It's a tree diagram. Yeah, or yeah let me let me go back to this because I have it. Um, hold on, one second. I have it uh, in, in done in a format that you guys can actually see it and appreciate it a little bit better. Okay, let me bring this up one second. Um, it's fine. I mean, it's crazy. This is a graphic which basically shows connections between everybody involved both both twitter both both um corporate both and government and yeah Yeah. sorry about this sorry about that's okay yeah you'll edit it in post right uh we'll let go man they they like it they like they like the, the the real feel okay so let me go over this um i have to uh we can see the graphic perfectly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I wanted to show you was, let me, um, can you guys see this? Oh, you guys can yeah. see the graphic? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good. So that's, so if you look at this graphic, when I reported on the secretary of state, right, they, they deleted the ballot images. This woman is his chief legal counsel. And she's the one who wrote the email saying, oh, we have the right to delete those. She's the one who unleashed using the portal. Now, how did she do this? What we found out was she and this woman, Amy Cohen, who run the National Associate State Election Directors, they use this portal over here, okay? This backend portal. Um, And this portal, Sam, was, so between the portal and here's me down here. Can you guys see this? So how did this woman get through to Twitter to shut me down? How did all that happen? Well, since 2018, she, it turns out, is over here, also on CISA. She, CISA is a cybersecurity infrastructure security agency right here that was created by Trump. Now, why did Trump create that? Trump and the organization created that because they said they wanted a way that we could stop foreign adversaries from attacking the United States. 
So CISA was created for cybersecurity against foreign adversaries. According to the First Amendment, remember, you cannot censor the speech of U.S. citizens. The government cannot censor the speech of U.S. citizens. But they can censor the speech of foreign adversaries. Like, say, someone's trying to spend, say, you know, election misinformation. Right. But you notice the same woman is over here yeah. with four other people. And if you look over here, Fox News supported one of the organizations right here run by Amy Cohen. The Zuckerbergs funded a number of organizations, including at MIT. And all of these people got together and they, with all of these other people, created these playbooks. These playbooks are actual manuals. And if you read them, we'll go through them, give point by point how you will censor an American. First, if what did they say? If I say, hey, election officials suck, that's a flag, which is what I did. I didn't say they sucked. I said they deleted ballot images. Then you would go on a blacklist and then you would be trapped. Okay. And that, so these people created these documents and these documents specified in gross detail. I want you to take, take you to that. These documents specified in gross detail, Sam and guys, the methodology of how you censor speech. And those were the playbooks. So not only discover the portal, Sam, we also discovered this document, which goes into gross detail which outlines, and it's written at the Belfer School. And when you open the front page of it, it's written by all these people who were the people who threw me off, Amy Cohen, Twitter legal. This document oh, wow. was written and it tells in gross detail, look what it's called, the playbook. Just look at the of influence operator. I became an influence operator <laughs> for state and local officials. And You're in this dangerous. playbook, and by the way, when I presented this in court, the judge was blown away. And I discovered this through hard work, man. I didn't get a lot of sleep. I found this on a server in England and then finally at Harvard. And one of the things it says is if someone says, if people who say elections are corrupt, they will be flagged. It actually tells under what condition that you will flag somebody. Well, look, at all, look, look at all the ones that are right there. COVID. There you go. We discovered this in 2020. All right. So this is how you flag them, Zavi. And Johnny, okay? It gives a manual. After you follow this manual, then once you flag them, which is what occurred to me on October 30th, you follow it through, okay? Then what occurred was then when I was deplatformed on February 1st, how did that happen? All right? Oops, sorry about that. That happened because of the following. That happened, Sam and team, because of this, okay? There's a second document which came in. It's called the Election Influence Operation Second Book. So first I was flagged. You got that? Yeah. And the reason I was flagged was they were following this playbook. And then this playbook goes into gross detail. Once someone's flagged, the four stages of what you do. And they have a nice little diagram. Step one, flag them. Step two, assess their severity. Step three, continue monitoring them. Step three and four. And what you see here is, how did they flag people? Well, they flagged people in a very, very specific way. Um, uh, so if you go down here, they actually give keywords you look for to flag people on oh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then they go into gross detail. You determine the severity of that person. I was an established voice, 300,000 followers. I would get 30,000 retweets, Sam credibility, MIT, PhD, four degrees, mm -hmm. massive volume. 
So I was flagged as a high severity threat. And they have high, medium, and low. You see, they have it. And for a high severity threat, they have a very specific process that they do. You use the partner support portal. Where the fuck does Stephen Miller mm. get coming across? I discovered this. We fucking discovered this. Fuck you, motherfuckers. You're totally right, bro. You're totally right. And I did this, Sam, with our own fucking hard work. Trump made a half. And you guys need to get this fucking story out. Stop bowing down and sucking fucking Elon Musk's cock. He's a fucking Yeah, Johnny. Stop it. Me and Xavier will not put up with it. Okay. No, I'm not lying. I was on the Elon cock, too. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. And every two years, they give you another cock to swallow right <laughs> uh, come on sam then, stop stop it stop it with the cup blah 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 but the hard-working people like ourselves who actually did it they concealed because we're building a movement sam and i'll talk to you about that look at this partner support portal then i was branded as high severity so they activated their response team they developed this statement everything they did and they continued it you see the next time i put that bang we were taken off okay yeah. got it yeah, Second I do thing get we discovered where the playbooks and you cannot believe how much effort we spent in identifying the playbooks. And the next thing that happened was in June, we discovered the coup d'etat of all this. And you guys may remember this was a long fuse report and the long fuse report came in June and it identified written by Stanford with this guy fucking Fang is putting out now as though he discovered it. I'm so fucking pissed off because you think what what in what fucking universe can you steal other people's shit and plagiarize the shit? Fucking bunch of dickheads. I tell I'm I'm on your team, bro. I okay. agree. Totally so if you dead. go through the long fuse report, Sam, and you connect it up, is where we came up with the diagram. So this diagram goes into gross detail, and what it shows is that all of these people created these playbooks that you're seeing right here, okay? These playbooks right here. And these playbooks are the playbooks that we discovered. And these playbooks architect the backroom portal, the partner support portal, and the fact that they would use a nonprofit, Sam, so government here, DHS being one of them, FBI being another one, that they would launder their censorship to this nonprofit who would deplatform U.S. Senate candidates. Got it? This is yeah. a whole freaking thing. And guess who funded this? Pierre Omidyar. You know who Pierre Omidyar is? Nope. No, who? Okay, let's get our head out of our ass. Pierre Omidyar <laughs> is a founder of eBay. He's the one who founded The Intercept that Glenn Greenwald founded it with. He's the one who funded The Intercept. All right? Shit. Now, he funded it. He funded the Center for Internet Security, which hosts the backroom portals. All right. So government tells them they throw me off. Oh, we didn't do it. They did it. A non It's called laundering censorship. It's like laundering money or laundering drugs. Oh, so they're the middleman. They're the middleman. And in our lawsuit, Sam, if you go through the lawsuit, we brought this out. And Fang is bringing this up two years later. We're going to fucking sue the shit out of that guy. It's called plagiarism. Uh, Motherfucker, saw, man. I saw Mark Zuckerberg. Is that the same process they use for the FBI and the Hunter laptop? Everything. And shit? This is, we revealed everything, man. Okay. Now look at this. This is the thing, uh, the central piece of our lawsuit starting in October 2017. 
government officials concluded that though the nature of U.S. elections was decentralized, which is how they're supposed to be, that was the best way to defend ourselves from cyber hacking. They needed to eliminate such decentralization because it was hindrance to their desire to establish and use a centralized infrastructure with non-governmental agencies to fill the gap between domestic government agencies, FBI, DHS, etc., who had no power to curtail speech and federal intelligence agencies who were forbidden from curtailing domestic speech. So that's what they did. We yeah, discovered man, this. It's crazy. I All mean, right. So blatant. You just look at like everything that's happened the last couple of years. Like if Nixon was live, he's like, and I quit for what? I quit for now, what? Now, Sam, now let's get to the reality of Elon Musk and what the fuck's going on now. Okay. So we get everyone's head out of starting to be cucks. Okay. This is what our job is right now. This is what our job is because we have to bring back that spirit of bottoms up. So when Elon Musk bought Twitter, what did I immediately do, Sam? I immediately hit him with this tweet, not tweet on Facebook because I'm off Twitter still. Remember, I was still off Twitter. I said, why has Elon Musk not put Dr. Shiva back on Twitter? Dr. Shiva was the first in September 2020 in historic federal lawsuit to expose the existence of the actual infrastructure. And I look when I did this. Elon Musk buys it on the 28th. I tweet this on the 30th, okay? And yeah. expose the actual infrastructure. The infrastructure still exists. Elon, have your committee review all the evidence accepted and presented in federal court. Shiva must be one of the first fo folks to be put on Twitter. And this was my account. Then, boom, the scumbags at the intercept, then they dropped their DHS leaks. Do you remember that? Yeah. All right. They had that story waiting. And what they forget to leave is their fucking founder is the one who created CIS. So they do what's called a limited hangout. You guys know what a limited hangout is? What is I didn't know what that term was. And I describe it here. This is a limited hangout. Here's a whole truth. And that whole truth is this network diagram, right? Everything. Right. Not right. just a little fucking piece of it, scumbag fang and intercept, the whole fucking truth. So what they did was they concealed it. Tucker Carlson, everyone concealed this for two and a half years. Then they plagiarized our shit. They misattribute it. Then they lied, manipulated, and they released a little piece of it. DHS leaks. And then Tucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald, and the ACLU amplified it, who knew about our shit two years ago. And then, so people think, oh my God, The Intercept did it. Thank you, Glenn Greenwald. You're such a great fucker. <laughs> so now that's called the limited hangout. Okay, fire, but real quick, here's a word from our sponsor, Dave, the banking app. That's right. With the holidays, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts. Dave can help get you out of a pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. Okay. Dave is the banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. There, That's more money to buy those late mint gifts or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next check. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. Okay. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now 
or go to dave.com. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So they have a serious problem because we got this out. And if you see it, all of it here, we got it out to millions and millions of people. And all of those are uh, video after video after video I did, man. All these videos. So don't tell me you didn't know about this. You did. So now let's go down to tell you why I believe Tucker Carlson is fucker Carlson. All right. So right when this started occurring, I wrote to Tucker. He's responded to me before. Okay. So let me go to the email I sent to Tucker. On October, we're filing this lawsuit. We just got a landmark victory. Send him the links to everything. Okay. And then after we found the playbooks, we said, first case to show government makes Twitter silence political speech. Everything is here for him. And Glenn Greenwald also got this. And then Tucker Carlson interviews this guy, Lee Fang. And look at what he says. He says, this seems like a really important story, which is for some reason being ignored. Yeah, you fucking ignored it. And he's doing this on November 4th, 2022. So why are they doing this? What? Do you remember the date of when you emailed him? Yeah, right here. It's right here, Sam. Look. October, first email was October 20th. Unbelievable. Look at this, October 30th. And then again, May 14th. And Glenn Greenwald, that fucking dweeb. Okay? He's not our hero. May 26th. Glenn, cover this. We found the playbooks. Twitter's back door. He didn't see this? Look at this. Twitter's back door. I think what they do is they like to have their people put it out in a way that they can spin it for the least amount. No, let's get so okay. So is it absolutely clear to you guys that we did this first? Yeah. So the real story is why didn't they cover you? You got my vote. Now let's talk about why they didn't cover it. And this will really because why? Let's go back to the origin. First of all. I'm not left or right, dude. Remember, we ran against independent against Warren. No one supported us. Then we decided to run as Republicans. We had 3,000 working people like you and I, Sam, and others. We didn't get one penny from the GOP. Bottoms up. We went door to door. You could not leave Massachusetts without seeing a sign. People are out in the fucking cold. That's America. That's not fucker Carlson. That's not Glenn Greenwald. That's not all these fuckers. Bottoms up, bottoms up, bottoms up. They don't like that because we're not part of them. We're not in their elitist fucking Republican Dinesh D'Souza, Charlie Kirk, fucker club. We did it on our own. And then we did the lawsuit on our own, independently of them. Independence, bottoms up. And we started exposing it. And they're like, fuck, these guys are doing it on their own. We're going to be irrelevant. And if we drive views to them, people are going to see this movement for truth, freedom, and health coming bottoms up. And we don't want that because that means Sam is going to learn to stand up on his own two feet. Sam is going to learn to be an activist, independent of them. And that is when you look at the arc of American history. This is Uh, the central piece of this. What's that? That is what scares them. That's what scares them. And if you look at the civil rights movement, it was coming up bottoms up. They concealed it first. Then they did a little piece of it. And then they hoisted in Martin Luther King who was controlled by the Kennedys. In India, movements were coming bottoms up. 
Then they brought in this jackass called Mar- uh, Mahatma right. Gandhi. They They've gotten it down to science. Conceal, do a limited hangout. And then most recently with our stuff, because we had 10,000 people hitting Musk. What the fuck are you doing? You're lying bastards. Now on December 3rd, a guy at Redacted called Clayton Morris, when he did this big, you know, 12 million people were online. Clayton Morris said, Dr. Shiva's lawsuit is the one that first exposed this. Are you going to take down that portal? And Musk says, ooh, uh, this sounds like Big Brother. Let me dig into it. And then he says, I will not do anything against the law, nor will I do anything beyond the law. Well, this is as beyond the law as you fucking get, Elon. So yeah. they're doing this Twitter shit over here. It's a fucking limited hangout of Dr. Shiva's files. And the goal is that the liberals already love censorship. They got to get all these freedom-loving conservatives who are acting fucking dumb right now. I really think conservatives are fucking dumb because Elon Musk is all about climate change. Elon Musk promotes carbon as carbon tax. He's a fucker. The entire climate change narrative. Him and AOC, I, I guarantee you they may even be banging each other in a, in a year. Okay? okay, so real quick. I want to, because this is important because it fits in exactly what you're saying. And this is the definition of a limited hangout. And I think it's important. Okay, a limited hangout or partial hangout is a public relations or propaganda technique that involves the release of previously hidden information in order to present prevent a greater exposure of more important details. It takes the form of deception, misdirection, or cover often associated with with intelligence agencies involving the release of a myocopa of a type of convention of only part of a set of previously hidden information that establishes credibility for the one releasing the information who, who they who by the very fact the confession appears to be coming clean and acting with integrity that is exactly what you are talking about exactly so first first sam first step is conceal the conceal it right conceal so the judge tried to suppress our lawsuit the judge, by the way, wanted me to just get back on Twitter, drop all the claims against the government. I said, fuck you. He wanted to do criminal prosecution against me. And he sealed our lawsuit. And then he forced me to just do it to get. And that's what Alex Berenson did. Just got back on Twitter and struck a deal with the government. I did, I was unwilling to do that. OK, so I Glenn Greenwald. Think about this. They're a swarm. They're all part of the intelligence network. And part of this is they do not want independent people movements building. They don't yeah. want Dr. Shiva Iadre leading a bottoms up movement. Yeah. They don't want me saying, hey, you know what, Xavi, I need you to learn the science of systems, which we teach now, Truth, Freedom, and Health. I want you to go door to door. I want you to stop being a fucking lazy bum and thinking someone else is going to do it. Why the fuck are you asking, well, what is Musk going to do? Who's? Why don't you fucking get off your ass and do it? That's a movement. They don't want that. Ooh, Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, my God, this is shocking news. Where the fuck were you, squirrel man? Fucking two years ago. No, I hate these fucking guys. Charlie Kirk. Oh, I was black. Charlie Kirk came two years fucking too late. They want to drive people to one wing of the establishment to pay them. Now, think about Trump. When I met with him, two-hour meeting with him, he invited me to Mar-a-Lago, started praising me too little too late, and says, Dr. Shiva, will you come? The same day... He had just endorsed a guy who stole my fucking election here, who was part of this shit. So I wrote back. I said, we respectfully decline. We're not coming down. Most people would have sucked his balls. Okay. We said, no fucking way. 
Then I was in Miami, invited me again. So people said, oh, you should give Trump a chance. We went in two hour fucking meeting. I said, you endorsed a fucking scumbag. He goes, oh, I don't know. I goes, no, you endorsed a fucking scumbag. We showed him the censorship diagram, did nothing. Trump and the Save America campaign made a half a billion dollars off of our election systems work. These guys are fuckers. Left and right. <laughs> and you can see it right here. The reason they didn't want to give us credit, because holy fuck, they're going to build a bottoms up movement. And so when you go, um, so I, th I think you guys are clear, right? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, so, it really but, but, makes sense what you're saying. Right. And it's re very important, you know, guys like you who are independent media, get your head out of your ass and stop praising these motherfuckers because you have an opportunity to lead people. I'm being serious, Sam, because I, I understand. Like, I think our show does talk about what you're talking about a lot. Right. And so I just did this conversations about everything that you're saying on the show. So we are out there. Yeah. And even when people we have on our show that like certain people, we give the counterpoint that again, that's excellent. Hangout. So Sam, look at this here. So I put out this notice. I was still deep platform. sort of thousands of people saying, Hey Musk, what about Dr. Shiva's lawsuit? Why aren't you talking about it? Why? And then I put out this article within 12 hours of putting this article out that they put me back on Twitter after two and a half years. Why? Because they think they're going to quiet me. It says Elon Musk equals censorship and surveillance, a false God for free speech, leading you to slavery in an ever expanding censorship and surveillance state across land, sea and air. We share all of this and we say Elon Musk still has not dismantled the government censorship infrastructure. Yeah, we're going to take fucking credit. Yeah, it was first discovered by us. Yes, 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 us. Me, 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 me. Yes. Why? Because it shows where the true people, where the where it actually came from. We're the ones who discovered the portal, the playbooks, and the censorship diagram. You guys get it? Yeah. And yeah. DHS leaks is talking about a little PCR, a little snot-nosed PCR. This is the Pentagon right here. We we showed everything, guys. And right here, we said Elon Musk is an media grifter sycophants are now committed to acting as though they had no idea of the historic 2020 lawsuit. Over two years ago, where we discovered all of this, okay? And now we say, why? See, here's what they did. First, they did the limited hangout. Then that failed. And the reason they're doing this is because they're absolutely afraid of an independent news outlet like us, or more importantly, an independent and explosively growing movement that is beyond left and right, and one they cannot control or profit from, that will <laughs> deliver real change, independent of their theatrics and deception, coming bottoms up from everyday people and not wait patiently for their false gods, Trump or Musk or Republican or Democrat. You guys get this? So for yeah. the last two years, Sam, since we've spoken, we've been building a movement. And that movement teaches people, it's called get educated or be enslaved. And what I teach in this movement, I take my 50 years of knowledge and we have 360,000 people globally, Sam, all bottoms up. And we have our own stories of everyday people winning. And we have wins. We're not a bunch of fucking losers. And what you find is that our movement goes at the heart of this thing. There's lots and lots of information, right? But it's not like people are getting healthier or better or smarter. What we really have is this. This is that system of ignorance. You see what they do is they do the limited hangouts, give us little pieces. People think Elon Musk is their savior, Trump is their savior, blah, blah, blah. 
And then they get into one of these modes. Either they get desperate. Fuck, fuck it. I'm going to go storm the Capitol. I'm going to go take a gun and shoot people. They love that. Or they get into left or right. Or they say, fuck it. I'm going to go and meditate under a tree and watch my navel or go to Vermont and do anything. They love people being in one of these buckets. And you know who's part of all this? All these fuckers. These are the machinery of ignorance. They're entertainers. Be it Bernie Sanders, be it AOC or this fool Sadhguru or Trump or oh. Alex Jones or Rogan or Tucker. Oh, They're entertainers. Why, you don't like Rogan? What did Rogan do? What did Rogan do? What did he not do? We've talked about him last time we were on Eddie Bravo's show. We exposed Monsanto. This is, I, I can tell you so many stories. He comes too little, too late. Watch what he did with the vaccine stuff. He watched which way the wind was blowing. He was pro-vax. And then he goes anti-vax. And then Spotify shares drop. He goes, okay, I, I'm going to come back a little bit. Go. Who who runs Rogan, Sam? Who runs Rogan? The biggest? I, I mean, I, I'm personal good friends with him. I, I've known him for That's a fine. Long. You can be, I'm good. For, a, a, a Trump, very nice friends. When we went to visit him, he gave me a, a nice hat. And then he gave me and Michelle <laughs> a beautiful thing. He goes, you guys are great. He goes, I normally get, that has nothing to fucking do with it. Be friends with him. Hang out with him. Smoke weed. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but he's held by William Morris. He's part of Endeavor. Go in, in 2014, when we exposed Monsanto, a bunch of people wrote to him, have Dr. Shiva on. He puts the guy from Monsanto on and praises him. Oh, yeah, GMOs are great. And at that time, Neil Young was exposing it with us. Then when it goes to the anti-vax side, he doesn't talk about it. And then he, oh, wow, everyone's becoming anti-vax. Let me talk about it. And then he gets hammered. And then he goes the other way. Why didn't Joe ever put us on? Many people wrote to him. Because if I'm on, we will get all the views. And he knows that. Because people see the fucking truth. Not like half-truths, Kennedy, half-truths, all these fuckers he puts on. He's a fucker. And tell him I said that. No, I'm not gonna tell. He's my friend, bro. He like, he like, he's. It's also he's, he's not a news organ. Like, I mean, he's not. He's not designed to. Damn, he's not there to he report has a big the news. Fucking right? megaphone. Okay. I know. I know. But Shiva, I understand what you're saying. He has I a big megaphone, Sam. Imagine if he used that it's megaphone. If he had I, used that megaphone. But he was a big part of pushing back against. The, I just know him on a personal level. I'm just going to say, I just know him on a personal level. And you're right. He's like this giant thing. But I know him on a personal level. I know the people who, who are listening. Like one of the people that has his ears is this guy, Eddie Bravo. I know, now, Eddie. We had a, Sam, we we so, had this yeah. conversation. So, I know, Eddie was listen, like, and, 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 and I'm going to get my dick kicked in for all this. And that's fine. But I just have to say. Based we on had our dick kicks in. We I'm put our ass on the line. People, so more people should the get their dicks kicked in. I've hung out way. with him. Yeah. He's very much a free thinker. I'm not saying that there are – that, and he's smart enough to play ball when it matters. That's all I'm going to say. I have to do it because the guy saved me. Okay, then give him the litmus time. test. Give him the litmus test. Why Why didn't you put Dr. Shiva on? <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, you. Sam, I'm sorry. I understand. You fucking draw the line. We've been on the ground getting our fucking – I challenge the Secretary of State of Massachusetts who can destroy people. I put my fucking ass on the line. So don't tell me about people getting their dicks kicked in. I get Where are the fucking men anymore? I'm going to bunch get of fucking pussies on the internet, Doctor Shiva. I'm, I'm sorry. To... We've been on the ground fighting, Sam. I get that's why let I have bring, Let me time. bring Medlar in here. Medlar, Shiva, tell you. You listen, Shiva. You call me up. You go, Sam. I want to come on. Yeah, Guess yeah. what? You come right yeah, on, John. 
But no, no, but 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 listen, we can have relationships with people, but then we have to look at the Joe Rogan has had multiple opportunities during the Monsanto stuff when we exposed a pandemic in 2020 and we called the big tech censorship. Zero. Nice guy. Trump was a nice guy. That's irrelevant. I'm talking separate the nice personality over here by the impact they could have had. And they did not do it. They did not do their historic duty. That's what I'm talking about. I think he was a big part of pushing vaccines. It's uh, pushing anti-vaccination. After after two years, Sam, after the damage was done, not when the war was taking place, Sam. you got to look at it. When people are fighting on the trenches and you're in the, in the army, you want air cover. You don't get it. And after the fact you come and talk about it, I'm sorry. You're a fucking pussy. I don't think he's in the army, though. That's my point. I mean, that show is uh, just he is a, dick a different thing. Comic. I mean, yeah. like, I when mean, we were on the show with Eddie last time, I remember this well, Eddie was very disappointed. He said, I'm going to talk, Joe. I have all the text with Eddie. And he said, fucking Joe won't do this. OK. I know Eddie reached out and he was very disappointed. I get it, man. I totally. Okay, I'm just saying, hey, look, let, let, let's listen, look at who are Shiva, the agents. I know. Hey, hold on, Shiva. You yeah. got to listen to me. I love you very much. And you I always give you a thing. I just am a very loyal dude to people that help me when I had I had going on. I would be home guy and probably dead. So I'm very, and I'm not saying but that Sam, he has just CIA that, guys man. on and all that stuff. I just want you to hear me out. I love you very much, mm-hmm. and I always put you on the show to express yourself. But I, I'm a loyal guy. And now Shiva, just know that if someone was coming after you, even though I have a, a very close, I would defend you as well. So you know, I'm just a loyal. I'm I'm a loyal guy, and like just because my life was in the dumpster, and a dude helped me very much when I needed help when he really didn't have to. So I will do that. And what I'm saying, my dick in kip kicked in. What's going to happen is people are going to cut this up and say Sam Triple is a Joe Shill or riding Joe Rogan's nuts. When I have a very personal relationship with him, I wasn't on a show but for Sam. But Sam, I have. L- let me give you. Uh, if you want to talk personal note, okay. There are people I have a personal relationship with, right? I'm a little bit different because I see the impact. And listen to me very carefully. When you have, when you can have impact, a lot. Of, this is what happens with these celebrities. Oh, after I become break, then I'll talk about what's going on in South Africa yeah, to the black a, people. It's a safe, dangerous thing, for sure. I, I it's again. It's no, awesome. but what I'm saying I, is, I think the d- distinction here, Sam, people here should go to some of these third world countries. How? They don't even have fucking the First Amendment, Second Amendment, none of this shit. I agree with you. You know how much luxury we have in the United States? I mean, we have so much, man. It's the best. I I would take crony capitalism over any of the socialism or communism that's in Europe, Latin America, and the Far East. I wouldn't take crony capitalism. That's what China's become. China is crony. Anyway, the bottom line is this is a very important personal decision, but it's also an important decision that comes to how you view your life in the arc of human history, okay? I have very close friendships with certain people, but when it comes to fundamental principles of integrity and that you could have had a moment to affect things, I've broken off very close relationships with Sam. I'm just telling you that's me. So it's a different threshold for me because I see the impact that people could have, especially when you're taking something like the First Amendment. Okay. When you're taking about- I just want to say this to you real quick. Just so you, you know- I'm a stand-up comic. I'm in Hollywood. I have very little interactions with many of the people that I came up with in comedy because I'm very outspoken. And I push back against 
Hillary, Pizzagate, the vaccine, the Russiagate, and all that stuff. So I, I am doing what you are talking about. I am an outsider in this in this town of people that I helped and did all this stuff. So I, I walked the walk. I need you to know that. You know, I, I, know I that, just have that's to why, defend that's why, people that's why that I, I reach out to you. Yeah. What? And that's why that I want to on. It's just like you got to understand, like, I, I, I support you. Like, I tweet about you. Every time I see anything I could share with you, it's just like I'm in it with you as well. I, I, I am doing it. That, this show, I have I have shows where I know people I care about aren't going to be happy with it because they're very important things. I also have opinions on a couple people that I know on a personal level that I got to go, okay, man, I don't think it's that, but that's okay if you want to think that because someone like Joe Rogan doesn't need Sam Tripoli to defend him. But I have to say that during my interactions with him, I don't see it as he, I, I know he should have, uh, listen, I've learned this about comedy bookers, right? There's only so many spots in a, in, in a, in a lineup. Yeah. And if you don't get those spots, you get very upset with them. And Joe Rogan has the ability, and I've seen him do it, make people millionaires. He has the opportunity to reach out to a lot of people. He has had people on that are like CIA. And I think that's a game that get, gets played at that very high hour. Joe Rogan has, and I, I'm I'm just got defense because he's my friend. He has, he's paying so much money in security because he's playing a dangerous game. There are people that would like to silence him. So I just want to put that out. And I do I do love what you're doing. That's why I've had you on so many times. But there are a lot of us in different trenches, in different places, fighting the good fight. And I will always have you on. And I will always be defend what you're doing. because. You, and I will say that you did this. You are not getting credit for what you've done. And these limited hangout motherfuckers. You know, that Glenn Greenwald, they talk about, like, his intercept is where people send secrets and they get busted for sending the secrets. But, but no, but Sam, question. what you got to understand is that the intercepts, what we really, what, what unravels out of this and you step back and you take a systems approach, the, the, the forces of power, profit and control. If I could draw a diagram now of how they actually do this process. So people don't build independent movements. So the net of this, what I want to really get across is the reason credit matters, which is where we started with, whether it be the invention of email or this, because the credit matters because it should go back not to hopium. First was Trump, then you give Musk, then you give a Joe Rogan or you give an Alex Jones, da, da, da. So they so people are sitting now. There's a phenomenon called learned helplessness. Have you ever heard this term? Yes. So in, in the 1960s, a guy called Martin Sigelman did a very interesting experiment with dogs, right? He had three sets of dogs. He took one dog set and he didn't electrocute him. It's a horrible experiment. Another set of dogs... He would electrocute him. And then he had a button that they could learn how to stop to stop the electrocution. So they knew they if they took an action, they could stop. A third set of dogs, he electrocuted. But no matter how much they hit the button, nothing would happen. Okay. So he trained these dogs in these three ways. Then he took a room and the floor is electrocuted. And there's a little thing that they could jump to go to a room where they don't get electrocuted. The first set of dogs were never electrocuted. They get electrocuted. They go, holy shit. And they jump and they leave. The second set of dogs who they knew they could hit the button, they go, holy shit, I can leave. The third set of dogs, they get into learned helplessness. They go, I'm just going to be electrocuted. I can't do anything. They just stay there. I agree. And that's what so, they're doing. That's they're exactly. And it's getting. So what's happened is this system has created a set of entertainers, a set of media personalities to purposely teach people that you have to bow down to their false gods, wait for them to cover it. But the good news here, 
is that we didn't wait, man. We got it out. I mean, I was in Dubai. I was in Mexico randomly walking around last year. Random. Oh, my God, Dr. Shiva, I saw what they did in that video. I mean, random people. So I know, and we looked at the stats, our story got out to 200 million people because of guys like you and others. And we just kept building our platform. So that to me tells you what scares them is an independent movement. I agree That's with you 100%. You see it happening right now on YouTube where there's a bunch of, like, we've talked about this. Like, this show is, my channel censored so bad on YouTube. And there are people now doing, like, light conspiracy stuff. They're getting huge numbers. They'll never let people like me ever get those numbers, ever. And it affects my career because people think I, I have no following. And they don't want an independent person popping up. They well, don't. Well, I think I think it. you brought up an interesting point, Sam. What's happened is part of this, the swarm is first they conceal the news. Then when the truth comes out, they do two things, a limited hangout or they take over the truth. So Stephen Miller, three days ago, he says, oh, my God, we found this portal. And then immediately Trump says, we're going to now get rid of it when I become president. OK, after. Mm -hmm. So come come to me. But one of the essential parts is there's another element of this system. They will actually re release crazy shit. That's why they give those conspiracy theorists a lot of play. Like with the election stuff, we went down to the fundamental issues, the election signature verification, change of custody. You are these cray cray people including Lindell. And I know Mike, I love Mike. He's just playing here. He wants, but Mike wants to sell pillows and he was promoting crazy shit with this guy, Dennis Montgomery. And what that did was it polluted the actual atmosphere. 100%. So the bro. real stuff gets buried. 100%. That's BLM. BLM started as BLM two, which means Black Lives Matter two, which is Christ consciousness. And when it started to get big, George Soros came in, co-opted it, and installed uh -huh. two Matrix sorcery witches to run it in a totally different... Dude, every single group, uh, every single movement has been like that. Feminism started out as women going, okay, man, we're not second class citizens. Got co-opted by the right. CIA because fourth, fourth wave feminism, which is destroying women right now, yep. and they don't even know what they're doing. Black culture which is all culture, which has got co-op by sending this gangster stuff in. Same thing, that you see it happen over and over and over again. A natural movement, they send in their people to take it over because they have money and funding and access to exposure, and then they send it in a different direction. So Sam, so let's talk about the solution so people don't get learned helplessness after watching this, you know? So I think we've we hopefully people understand that credit matters because it shows where the real and it comes from bottoms up. That's the first piece. We've also talked about the system. And I think people need to understand this because I think once people understand it, then they get wiser. If people understand, oh, they actually have a system for they're going to conceal the truth. Then they'll do a limited hangout. Then they'll reveal the truth and they'll try to own it. You see what I'm saying? And what so what we've done, Sam, is to so. A lot of what the educational stuff we do right now. Okay, let me go. Sorry. That's okay. A lot of what the educational stuff we've been doing lately is to educate people, Sam, on this dynamic. Okay. Yes. So the, the because once, because I believe I, I have great uh, respect for people's intelligence and I think people can figure this sh shit out. Okay. So when I was writing this article 
on Elon Musk, right? Exposing his the, the limited hangout. That's what Twitter files is. It's one big limited hangout. One of the things that came out here was as you go through this article, we talk about the fact, look, he hasn't dismantled this backend portal. We talk about the fact that the nefarious nature of this entire piece, right? What we call the limited hangout. But what emerged out of this was this, Sam, is that what is a movement? A movement teaches, we teach the science of systems, the whole truth, but that's not enough. And then we encourage people to take action. We have people go door to door now. We have people write articles. We have, we have people literally do standouts on the ground. So truth and action is a movement. Now, what the elites want people to do is they want people to do limited hangouts because they want people to be fucking lazy. They want people to love half-truths. Oh, my God. Again, don't take this personally. Joe's told me this. You know, blah, 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 did this. They, oh, Joe's got it covered, right? And so they like lies and half-truths. Because what it does, it says someone else is doing something. Because I was thinking, why is it when you give the truth to someone, some people want to do action and others don't? Because there's a set of people who are in this mode of laziness. Because if you told them the real truth, wait a minute, we are the ones who discovered. They go, oh, shit, I got to do something now. I can't wait for Musk. Okay. And then the last piece of this is, so if you saw this, first they concealed the truth. Then they gave that half truths with the intercept. And then finally, just a week ago, Stephen Miller says, oh, my God, we found the portal. But what does he say? They say, come to us, give us money, and Trump is going to do something. So they divorce truth from action. Noam Chomsky, I, I know, I've known Noam, right? This is what Noam does all day. And when you leave a Noam Chomsky lecture, you want to kill yourself because you learn how fucked up the world is. And you want to be on antidepressants <laughs> because it's divorce from action. So a movement does that. And this is very, very important to understand this dynamic. They don't want people to build an independent movement. So fundamentally, what we've done, Sam, is if you go here, it gets. So when you look at this is the diagram they want people to live in. Half-truths, illusion, right? Come to us. The, op the opposite is this diagram is knowledge. Knowledge is different than information. Knowledge is the ability to consume information and think by seeing the interconnection. That's called the science of system, Sam. And that science came out of the 1900s. The elites learned that science. Yes, and with science, so and George Soros is one of the theorists in this field. And with science, you get to wisdom, with system science, and you get to clarity, you become innovative, you become an activist, and you get organized. When all this shit was taking place, if we didn't exist, they would have gotten away with the Elon Musk limited hangout. And the reason we're talking here is because you exist. Other independent media exists. And those media have got to come together now and recognize that this is a swarm of all these fucking conservative grifters. And they just grift all day. And then there's the people who do the dirty work. The low caste people from Newark, New Jersey. Okay? <laughs> and who've learned how to build movements. And they will always make us invisible. So we're not waiting for them. But we will get out the facts of what we're doing right now. And that people need to understand this dynamic that they're being played. And then people need to get off their butt. You're and totally they need right. to embrace them, their own divinity within them. And recognize Faith. that was what America was about. Faith without action is dead. Okay. It, there you go. Okay. And that's how it goes. And you're totally right. They This whole thing, propaganda is dark arts magic to get you to manifest 
for them to do whatever they you want. You nailed it, man. That's a beautiful way of saying it. It's, it's literally light versus darkness. And America was created on this very fundamental principle that it was you would connect with your creator and you would not outsource that. Pe people ask questions, well, what is, what is, what is uh, Trump going to do next? We said, why don't you ask what the fuck you're going to do next? I totally agree with you. Like, man. why are you asking all these fucking, it's a brainwashing. So you don't have to get off your ass and be a fucking human being. So that's where it comes back to Sam. So the cool news is the movement for truth, freedom, and health, it's a catalyst. It's an environment. We give you education, but the goal is to get you off your butt. I agree, man. Just so, so you know, the fans of the show are called The Swarm. Um, <laughs> What's that? These fans of the show is called are called The Swarm. Uh, they're very oh, oh, Sorry about that. Okay. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. But what we teach them very much and it's why I do my multiple podcasts that I do, is that nobody's coming to save you, that you have to save yourself, and yeah. that every, you have everything inside you to, in fact, take control of your life and change your life 180 within a year. You can change your life. Does that mean you're going to be a multi-bazillionaire in a year? Not yet, but everything happens in time. And everything, it's, it's, um, it's called transurfing it's like this idea that there's multiple realities out there infinite and the one you want is out there the question is how far you're from that reality are you and you, what you have to do to achieve that reality and that's just the truth and what you're talking about is taking control of your life and controlling yourself and, and putting in the work to become the person that you can totally be it's like everything everywhere all at once the movie that movie was about how this woman had multiple different realities of her in different dimensions but the uh -huh. truth is that that person is inside her all those realities are inside yeah. her she just has to believe in herself and take and put in the work to become that person and that's what you're talking about and that's what this show this show is about ronin's masterless samurais no leaders no lord so that's what no that's leaders. what so so sam that's what i think it's some so i think we're on the same page it said let this disclosure must deception compel all hard-working americans at the level of everyday people to unite and build a real movement for freedom that relies on our unity neighbor to neighbor it's time to stop outsourcing our civic duty to false gods from above it's our historic duty as americans to get off our butts and to take control of our destiny period so that's it sam so that's why this credit stuff matters because if you're giving credit 100% the wrong people your brain training people I can't do that I can't do that only you can do that after you become a billionaire and that yeah. is the the what you what did you call the um the uh the the propaganda what did you call it? it's a black oh, magic black magic that is a black magic so it's black a very deeply propaganda exactly what it is it's meant yep. to break you down they so the whole thing is that they want to they want to break you down. Your you break your hope so long that your anxiety goes up, and you're and they can manipulate you easier. Nailed it. Yeah, because so, it's so it, I it think completely this... changes it. It completely changes it when you tell when it tells you a 14 year old guy from India created email or some guy from MIT. Because when you hear some guy from MIT, I'm expecting some rich kid, some rich yeah. kid, oh, some rich yeah, guy, I get with some help. 100 this guy did it. Xavier, you nailed it, man. <clears throat> what the interesting story is the problem they have with a guy like me. I was able to live in both of these worlds, but I never forgot where the fuck I came from. Yes. That's you see? So baby. I have this very interesting decision I had to make, a fork in the road. I could have learned all those degrees, learned systems thinking. By the way, Sam and Xavi, systems thinking is the future. If I took you to Pierre Omidyar's website right now, 
On the bottom of it, he has systems thinking. George Soros learned systems thinking. So they learned the science of systems, which they learned at MIT, Harvard, and you don't learn it. So what we've done is made that accessible to everyone. But the bottom line is this, Xavier, to your point, you made a very, very important observation here. I didn't know about MIT, Xavier, until two weeks before it was due. I went to an all-Jewish high school, okay, where Jewish people, and I have a lot of good friends, are always told that they're the chosen people of God. My sister and I were the only two dark-skinned Indian people. No one told me about MIT, even though I was valedictorian, number one in the class. My mom had helped these two homeless people stay in our little basement apartment she created. And she had a friend who was some wacky math guy. And he said, your son should apply to MIT. And I remember him bringing in the brochure, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And I thought it was a mental institute. And I didn't want to go. I was an athlete. <laughs> I, I said, this looks like it was a dome, right? And the, I, I said, look like an institute. A week before the application was due, he wouldn't leave my house until I filled it out. So I took a pencil for spite and filled it out. I get in. When I go to MIT, I saw these freaking wacky people, people who are 18 year old, look like they're 90, you know, acting crazy. And I, I said, I'm not going. Then my high school. So no, 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 you should go because then they realize, shit, this guy's going to get MIT. They will get a higher ranking. And then they forced me to go. When I came to MIT, I came for one reason, Boston. And I had enough credits to graduate MIT in two years, but I spent all my life, Sam, I don't know if I've shared this with you, trying to understand how systems work. We built a underground newspaper. We started learning how to organize people. You see, so my point is, I didn't need to go to MIT. In fact, MIT got me and they put my branding on it. So that's what these big institutions do. They already get the best people from public high schools mm. and then they put their branding. So that's what it took me many years to realize that. So... But I had the experience of building email in Newark, helping everyday people, secretaries go from the typewriter to the keyboard. And then I had this other experience where I invented everything during MIT. But when I said email was done before MIT, that really shook the apple cart. And now when I say, hey, look, we discovered the portal, that shakes the apple cart of people who think Elon Musk, I mean, Thomas Massey, I'm sorry, He's saying, oh, my God, we found out this wasn't a conspiracy for 44 billion. No, you fucking idiot. It was found out by us. And I tweeted him and he didn't do shit. Acts like he's like a libertarian guy from Kentucky. All of these conservative grifters, they didn't do anything because they're part of the Republican establishment. And they have to bring traffic there, Sam and Xavier. You get it? <laughs> That's agree, what you have man. to realize. I agree. They want you to think that they have their... They're all Avengers with superhero thing at the 1% is so powerful and there we you go. can't do anything against them. And it's ever, the biggest thing they want, and it, it's you nailed it, learn helplessness. They want you to think it's inevitable. And they, in the greatest example of that is this Ukrainian war where they're like, oh, we already have boots on the ground. So it's already happening. What are exactly. you going to do? We're already... Dude, it's all manipulation. But but Sam, let's look at some wonderful stories in history. If you go look back at even the anti-war movement in the United States, for the first eight years, the Republicans were branded as warmongers. Barry Goldwater was a scumbag, right? Vietnam War. Yeah. And then the Democrats said, oh, we're the party of peace. And then all these people on the ground who are doing these protests there were all these counterculture people praising the left wing of the Democratic Party. And that occurred for eight years. And the war just kept escalating. In you should go see this. If you look in front of the 1968 Chicago Convention, 
Lyndon B. Johnson was a Democrat's darling. He had machine guns on the stage of the pointing at potential protesters, anti-war protesters. Then he unleashed the Chicago cops and beat the shit out of these young kids. Democrat lovers. Then kids woke up. Holy shit. The Democrats and the Republicans are warmongers. And the day they did that and they broke from both wings is when the war fucking ended. And they don't want to learn people that civil rights movement. It was growing up bottoms up. And Malcolm X was being deviated on black nationalism. Then they saw it growing and growing. Then they parachuted Martin Luther King was a bourgeois black guy. The Kennedys run him. And the essence of the civil rights movement was infrastructure in inner cities. They deviated it to make it affirmative action, blacks and whites fighting each other. And you can go on and on and on. But if you look when people broke, like in the 1800s or in the 1900s, Every gain we got was when we broke from both wings and we built these bottoms up movements. And that's really the takeaway. And with this censorship stuff right now, people and they want to divert attention from what we created, the movement for truth, freedom and health, telling people to get off their butts and what you're talking about. As long as people give and we shouldn't give one iota. Anyone who gives one iota to Musk is either fucking dumb or delusional or part of that infrastructure. That's how clear it is to me. If you give any attention to these guys, you're feeding into the, what did you call it? The black magic. And that's the black magic. And that's why I'm so critical, Sam, because I've learned that that black magic, we we have to cut, we have to cut our ties, the umbilical cord, because it is a thing. If you say it and I, I would, oh, well, they did some good things. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you giving them any credit? Because 90% of what they did is to keep people here. We should give them zero credit. Because every time we do that, we are behaving as misleaders. And we can't do that anymore. We got to tell people, get on the ground, build a movement, learn. And that's why we create control of your life. Nobody's come to save you. You have everything inside you to be the maximum person you want to be. You just have to believe. You have to visualize it. A law of attraction, mob abundance, love thy neighbor, discipline. These are things that I practice every day that change my life. I st- we live in the realm of consequences. There's chaos. But what I do right now, and I'm a first responder to my own problems. When my problems sh- show up, I deal with them instantly. I don't let them foster and I don't get this learned helplessness that we learned about today. And that's the most dangerous shit out there. It's the thought that doom and gloom is ev- inevitable is you've given into them. You are so much more powerful than these people. You are so much more powerful. Okay. So I Sam, what's interesting say- is if I were to look at politics, media, and the brain, the frontal cortex of the brain, where you wake up and you say, no matter what the odds are, I'm going to make something of my life. That's called your will. And then you organize your life and you get up and you may be off. But every day you, you write your to-dos, you visualize. That's the prefrontal cortex, okay? I learned that as a child to learn how to meditate to overcome many things, right? Yeah. That is the will of the human being. And there's two worldviews of the world. One is the world is just random. It's called the Lucretian view. It's just random. We're all fucked. And that leads to hedonism, right? Epicureanism. The other thing is, there is some creator, you connect with that and you determine the destiny of your life. That latter piece is the prefrontal cortex. When So they've done fMRI studies. When you keep hitting people with learned helplessness, you actually weaken this shit. And many of these people who want to weaken that, they'll say, hey, Dr. Shiva, why don't you will win more honey? What is it? More flies with honey. Be nice to Elon. 
And now what they don't understand is if you look at the gut in your body and your receptors in your mouth, there are 25 receptors for bitter foods and only one receptor <laughs> for sweet. You get strong when you hear the bitter truth. You get a fucking weak slob when you keep getting sweet stuff physically and mentally. So we have to overcome all this bullshit when I had to, oh, why don't you be nice? Why are you attacking Robert Kennedy? Because they're false gods. And if you want to follow them and you want to say, well, they said something nice. When did they say it? What purpose did they say it? When did they attack Fauci? A year later. And you have to, because when, when is very important, Sam, when is they expose the truth? Did they expose it when you were on the ground fighting, when you were fighting the war or after the war was over, when it was convenient to talk about it? And so this is a wisdom we got to teach people that urgency, truth, action, and strengthening your mind. But I'm saying the learned helplessness literally weakens the prefrontal cortex. Every time we outsource to these guys, we're actually hurting our fucking brains. I completely agree, Dr. Fauci. Oh, Dr. Dr. Shiva, I totally agree <laughs> with you. And uh, I love you very much. I appreciate you love coming. You, man. Love you guys. You I dropped a lot of hammers on here. Dr. Shiva, you're the man. This was a wonderful way to end the see end the year of 2020. It has been amazing. We love you, Swarm. Thank you so much for your support. I love you so much. Without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. So uh, I hope you all have great holidays with your family. I hope you had great holidays with your family. And I hope you have a great new year. And we will talk to you soon. Take care. Uh, and have a great, great time. Bye. Thank you, guys. Happy, you know, Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry whatever you guys celebrate. Uh, so, celebrate we celebrate, Christmas, yeah, like, Christmas and all yeah. that stuff. We yeah. love you, Doctor Shiva. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Take care, guys. We'll talk Same to you soon, Johnny. Bye, bye, Sam. But before you go, hold on, hold on, guys. Don't leave. We know it's been a long show, but we want to take a moment to tell you some of the exciting stuff that we're doing with uh, Tim Fall Hat on my website. Again, go to samtriplee.com. Real quick, uh, we got some real fun stuff going on. Uh, if you're looking for premium content, go to rockfin.com, and I have many shows there. It's now $15 a month. I have three, uh, I have four shows on there. Okay. I have four shows on there, and two, three of them I do two episodes a week. So that's six episodes a week. Four times a month. That's 24 episodes. Plus Broken Sim. Plus We Don't Smoke the Same. Plus 400 different different uh, content creators on there. It's the best value on the internet. I got Tim Fall Hat Premium. I got Zero, my spiritual podcast. And I also have Rockfin. Uh, if you're looking for financial advice, Cash Daddies is jamming it. It's a top 200 financial podcast on Apple in the United States. Uh, for 20 bucks a month, you can get uh, Howie Dewey's daily picks. And this guy is an idiot savant. He's making money in these crazy times. You will make your money back 20 bucks instantly. For $1,000, Johnny and I, and if you're really nice, well, ex Xavier, we will watch you make love. To whoever you make love to. That's how we are. Okay? That's who we are. $1,000 a month. If you use the promo code Tinfall Hat, you get 99% off. Okay? Just know that. 99% off 
for the love making. All right. We have some affiliates. Go to the website one more time. We have some affiliates that I want to tell you about. Uh, no, go back, please. Uh, Wise Wolf, Gold and Silver. Okay. Wise Wolf, Gold and Silver. Okay. This is where you're going to get your gold. I'm signing up for the for the package. You can do different levels every month. You want to get 100 bucks of gold a month. You want to get 200 bucks of gold a month. You want to get 500 bucks of gold a month. You can do it. If you're in the mood for gold and silver, which I really love, okay, I, I'm ho holding it. And I'm just going to hold it during these tur turbulent times. Uh, we have a nice program with Wise Wolf. Check it out. We also have the brown gas, everybody. Check out the brown gas, hydrogen brown gas. If you go to that, Xavier Guerrero, real quick. Uh, I'm going. It's going. Maybe Xavier, don't uh, undo. If you go to uh, go to uh, Eagle Research or click our banner at samtrilly.com, they have many different brown gas machines. Use any of them. Promo code is tin foil hat. I believe it's three words. And you get a discount on that. So uh, we've already sold a bunch. Hope you guys get some more. Uh, very excited about what this does. And uh, the feedback has been great so far. And then finally, Haley Ray's Crystals. Uh, I'm working with them. I'm very excited. And again, if you're looking for crystals, for some healing, some energy, some quartz, all that stuff, look at their presentation. Check it out. It's some of the best out there. And I'm proud that you work with them. And uh, yeah, you get a nice little discount if you use the promo code. What is the promo code? I believe it's Tinfoil Hat. But just go check it out. And uh, we're very excited to, use them, to work with them. A lot of great things are going on at Tinfoil Hat. And uh, oh, yeah, check out Nuke Social. That can get you on Telegram. That can get you on uh, Discords. It's, it's a decentralized special social media that we have here at uh, Tin Foil Hat. If you're looking for a ton of new audios to listen to, I have seven shows. I have seven shows. Tin Foil Hat's one. Broken Sim, the Sports Center for the Apocalypse. Two and a half hours of me just talking about my life. Cash Daddy's top 200 podcasts on, uh, on, uh, in finance on Apple Podcasts in the United States. Punch Drunk Sports, one of the oldest sports comedy podcasts out there. Union the Unwanted, one of the most important shows. Uh, we get the best, and we have a real fun conversation about 15 experts on whatever conspiracy podcast we go. And then, big news, Conspiracy Social Club is now starting to give out one current free podcast a month. Ooh. So you're going to get one of our, our from the vault old ones and then one free one there. And then finally zero. And that may, by, by the time this comes out, I may be giving it out for free. We don't know yet. I'm still thinking about it, but it is a very important show. Guys, is there anything you want to talk about and you want to promote here at the end of the year? Uh, no, it's the end of the year. I'm just happy everyone came through and I'm excited for the new year. Nothing crazy to promote. Merry yeah, Christmas. That's it. Check out yeah. uh check out Broken Sim. It's a good one. Um and one of the best yeah, shows yeah, out there. Uh, we're sorry, Joe Rogan. Forgive us. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. So that real quick, you know, I know Shiva talks about Rogan, and I, I'm a loyal guy. I've been on the Joe Rogan experience one time in eight years. Okay. So I'm my own man. I'm indie. These guys know it, you know it. I I I have no masters. I have one chick 
who screams at me a lot. And that's maybe the only person I might listen to. Might listen. <laughs> okay. Outside of that. I will defend my friends to the end. I will always defend them. And you guys have no clue before you follow me how much I struggled. And there were times I couldn't pay my rent. And the guy helped me pay my rent. And he really helped me when a lot of people wouldn't. So I will always be loyal to that. Joe Rogan doesn't need me to defend him. Okay. He doesn't need me to, but I will because I, I, I'm very loyal to my friends. And uh, unless you kill somebody or sexually assault somebody, okay, uh, I am always going to be loyal to my friends. And I will defend my friends against accusations that have no, no uh, evidence. I will always do that. And when the evidence comes, then they're on their own. But at this point, I will always defend. And Joe Rogan has done a lot for me. He's done a lot for my friends. He's, he doesn't need me to defend him. Does he do every? Do I agree with everything that he ever does? No, we're two different people. But he, he's done so much for me, and I will defend him to the end. Some of you guys might not like it. I know it's going to get chopped up and oh look at that, you know. But hey, if we were thick as thieves back in the day, we were super close. I would be defending you guys right now. Okay, so that's who I am. That's how I roll, and that's how I will to the day I die. Okay, I'm a fucking outlaw, dog. So I love both of you guys. I love you both. Enjoy the rest of the year. Have a great new year. And we'll see you guys on the other side. Take care, everybody. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.